You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i are here on a monday following celtics unfortunate loss to the indiana pacers and the celtics starting off the season one and two how you feeling sam uh not not the best i mean that's another game that they should have won and they dropped it i mean they're one lucky bank shot away from being zero and three yeah it's it's not exactly the best feeling being a Celtics fan, I mean, you look at the record and one and one through the first two games isn't too bad considering they played Milwaukee and Brooklyn. But when you think about like the shot Tatum got that ended up dropping and the fact that Giannis missed a free throw, it's not exactly the best, you know, series of events leading there. And uh, I see Chelsea in the chat dropping some upside down smiley faces, which is pretty good, you know, explanation of how I feel right now. That Pacers game was just rough, man. I was I was like in pain watching that. That was almost that was worse than the Brooklyn game in my. Yeah, the Celtics do this thing where they don't get stops, and it's really fucking annoying. I mean, they went on a huge stretch there, where I mean, Indiana was coming down the floor every possession and scoring, and they couldn't do anything about it. And what pissed me off even more was that Jalen Brown didn't touch the ball in the last like quarter like the entirety of the fourth quarter Jalen Brown just didn't touch them he came in made two big shots and then they didn't give him the ball again and Tatum didn't even like make smart plays with the ball I mean that final possession is the perfect example there was 7.7 seconds on the clock and he didn't start moving until there was two seconds on the clock I like I don't understand do you think there was a play drawn up and it got messed up do you think Tatum just thought that that was a good shot like what well, because well, I mean you can't even say that oh something definitely messed up because he did the same thing against Milwaukee it just happened to go in that time right like that was exactly the same thing he did against well I saw a tweet yesterday saying it was different because he tried to get past Giannis but he really had no intention of getting past Brogdon he just he was going to step back the whole time but but why? Do we think it's just because, like, oh, I made the one against Milwaukee, it'll work? Maybe. I think that's a fair explanation. I don't know. He he did that against Miami in game one, too, when the game was tied at the end of regulation. He didn't make it. I don't, I don't know what his obsession with step back three is for the win is, but it's frustrating for sure. I feel like Jalen Brown should have gotten the shot there. Yeah, I do too. Or at least they should have had an option for him. Mm-hmm. We got Chelsea saying that Tatum got cocky after the shot against Milwaukee. I think that's possible. I, I don't know if – I don't know. Do we think Tatum's the type to get a big head like that? Maybe a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know how you can get cocky after a shot like the one against Milwaukee. Like, it went off the glass. Like, you didn't mean to shoot off the glass. You know that in your head. And he even admitted that to the press. He said, yeah, I didn't mean to bank that. Like, he said it, so. I don't know. I don't really know what it's wild, but I mean, other than just Tatum, that Pacers game was just a mess overall. I mean, the only highlights I can see Robert Williams played well. I liked Robert Williams play. That was good. 
I, I think he was the player of the game, and he won our player of the game poll at Bender. Yep. I'm about to type that up right now. Yeah, so Robert Williams was good. I thought Marcus Smart was okay. Jalen Brown was good. Peyton Pritchard, let's talk about that. Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, he was excellent yesterday. Um, what, he had 13 points off the bench, 5 for 5, plays hard. Mm-hmm. He's a great shooter, and that's what the Celtics needed. I think that they drafted Neesmith for shooting, but Pritchard's going to end up being the the right-now shooter that they need. And they did end up playing Teague and Pritchard together, I think, at times, which is something I know you said you didn't want to see because, you know, you want them both handling the ball. But I think it ended up poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, Teague hasn't been great since that first game, huh? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, what's what's going on with that? Do you think it's the Teague curse? Celtics can only win when Teague plays no, I think, uh, well, they should have won yesterday. But, I mean, players go through stretches where they're hot and cold. So, I think he'll be all right. But I think his our expectations for him, for him were put a little too high after the preseason when he was lights out. And then, um, you know, he was lights out in game one, too. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he'll be fine. I feel like he'll end up averaging, like, you know, 11, 10, 12 points a game, which is fine off the bench. I think that's a good mark for him, but I'm surprised Pritchard's getting the amount of minutes he is really. And he was, he was in at the end of the game there too. Like he was, yeah, that's impressive for a rookie under Brad. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I know we were researching this. I'm pretty sure the last rookies to play 20 plus minutes. I don't even know how many minutes he's playing. He's probably playing like 15 right now, but I know Kelly Olenek played 20 his rookie year. Smart played over 20. Tatum played over 20. And then, uh, Graham Williams played 15 last season. I'm going to actually look it up right now, how many Pritchard's playing, but it's been solid so far. Do, are you concerned? Not concerned, but do you want to see more Neesmith, or are you, like, happy with the rotation right now? Like, wh- what's your thoughts on Brad's rotation? Well, they're not winning games. Um, however, I think the guys that have played have played well, at least off the bench. You know what I'm saying? It's not been a huge issue. It it's just I don't know it's a weird situation because they're not winning, but I don't think they're particularly playing terrible offensively. They need better defense, I think, because like I said, they weren't getting stops yesterday when they really needed them, and I think that's why they lost. I mean, they turned the ball over way too much yesterday as well. We got Celtics fan up here for some thoughts. How you doing? Pretty good, bro. How's your holidays going so far? It was good. How's yours? I'm doing well. Um, obviously, not the seas could have definitely made it better, but um, not still got a long way to go for for the team. Um, yeah, yeah. How you feeling uh, after that Pacers loss? Yeah, essentially they sucked in my opinion in the third quarter. Like that's pretty much like the main issue I see. Like I don't even like you shouldn't be like needing to like if like the Pacers were like if it was like they were battling it out like the entire game like it's a different situation but I kind of just look at it as like an effort thing from the from the third quarter I thought I thought there was like some questionable coaching decisions I thought Grant Williams should not have been in the game um I would have put somebody else like on that last play when Sabonis got that layup I would have like I did because I thought Grant was like having just having a bad game so I wouldn't have trusted him in that 
And yeah, um, I heard earlier you guys were having a lot of praise for Pitcher. Yeah, man, I'm like joining on that hype train right now. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the draft pick, but like, I mean, every game he's coming in, he's looking pretty solid. He's not doing anything crazy. He's like, he's playing within the system perfectly. Like, he's he's taking the shots that he needs to take. He's not turning the ball over. So, um, I think it's good because like, if from a long term perspective, I think he can be a really serviceable player from what we've seen so far. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I, I he's been probably my biggest highlight so far. I really like what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, and he actually is playing over 20 minutes a game, which is unheard of for Celtics rookies <clears throat> from what we've seen so far. Um I'm I'm looking at stats on the season right now. Uh Tatum and Brown are averaging 25 and 26 respectively, and then after that it drops off to 9.3 with Teague and then 9 and then 9. So there's obviously a huge scoring gap on the team, and I think that's somewhat concerning. Um, I'm not saying that's the reason the Celtics are losing games necessarily, but I feel like that the Celtics are missing Kemba now more than a lot of people thought they would. Yeah, Teague's, like, cooled off since, like, um, like the first game where he was, like, 5-5 five for five from three, and then, like, he's kind of just been, like... <laughs> Pretty bad, like, offensively. He was good, though, like, yesterday because he got to the line a lot. He just couldn't hit. If he hit some more shots, like, I think the game would have been different. Yeah, I agree. We got Chelsea asking about Tatum's plus minus. Tatum was actually plus five last night. So, he had – oh, I'm lying. This is the wrong game. Give me a second. I'll, I'll look for Tatum's plus minus. But, Sam, what do you think about, you know, the scoring difference there? Do you think that's an issue? Do you think they need to, you know, rely – do you think the Celtics are going to be able to get by without Marcus Smart being the third scoring option legitimately? Uh, they've got to figure something out. And I think Teague is going to be more consistent, but I mean, we talk about the averages, but all right. So last night you had multiple guys step up kind of big. You had Pritchard who played well. Um, Teague got himself to the free throw line. Who else? Robert Williams had 12, 13 points. So there are guys that are rotating and stepping up in, you know, the scoring column. There's not a consistent third scorer, which I think can be an issue because there are plenty of times where the Celtics tr- struggle big time to score. And, I mean, there was that stretch in the third quarter. They just couldn't get a basket. They, they only had two free throws for, like, the first five minutes of the quarter, I think. Something like that. They didn't have – hello? I'm sorry, what would you say? What, did I cut out that whole time? No, 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 I heard you. I, I was just – Listening to your conversation, I thought you were still going. All right. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? You're talking I about forgot. free throws. You're talking about free throws. Free throws. Oh yeah, they only had the two free throws, and that's all they had. They didn't make a field goal for the whole first half of that quarter. Yeah, no, it was just I don't know. The offense just seems to stall, obviously, without Tatum and Brown in the game, and I think that's just inherently how it's going to be without Kemba Walker. You know, the, the dominant third scorer there. And I think it's going to have to be this kind of rotating, revolving door of, you know, third scoring options until Kemba can come back. But with that being like so far away at this point that I don't know, that makes me nervous because I it was Pritchard last night as the third scoring option and then Robert Williams and then Marcus Smart. But they only put up, you know, 13, 12 and 11. And then Brown was having this is what pisses me off. And I we've both been saying this since last season. Brown was 8 of 13 last night, right? He had 18 points. And I I couldn't even tell you when the last time he attempted a field goal was. It it doesn't make any sense to me that he didn't get the ball, like, in the last minutes of the fourth. 
There was one play. Last shot. Should, I, I believe like him. He should have like at least been used more in crunch time. There was no. That's right. There was one play where uh, Tatum drove and Brown was wide open on his ball side uh, for three, and Tatum didn't even see him. I mean, I don't know. Tatum Tatum turned the ball over a lot yesterday, and this we are not here to just rip Tatum. I mean, he's a tremendous player, and you know we want him on the team going forward. It's not. Uh, panic mode or anything like that. It just wasn't the best from him yesterday. And he's got to be better if this team's going to win games. I appreciate that he's trying to distribute the ball, but I mean, there's a lot of times when he was driving yesterday, he turned it over. Like, what do you have, five turnovers yesterday? Let me look. Mm, where'd the stats page go that I fucking... Yeah, he did. That's yeah. why I think he didn't drive it in the last one. I felt like he was nervous or something. Yeah. Like when he was like settling for the three and when he when he could have drove because like he was getting stripped a lot in the in those spots. But. Yeah, Tatum finished with five turnovers. He was minus six on the floor or on the day. Nine of twenty one from the field, three of nine from three. He was just very, I don't know, very inefficient. He's just not not shooting the ball well so far. What he on the season he's shooting he's shooting forty two percent from the field he's from both. And 39, no, 39% from three, which is like, it's not bad, but just the shot selection, I think, is what concerns me. Like, he, he, on paper, he's looking like he's taking smart shots, but when you watch him in the games, it's just kind of all over the place, and it feels like he's just taking over. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, is struggling from three, and he's thriving in the mid-range, which is great, and he's taking over when driving. But do you guys have any explanation for why he's struggling from three so much after shooting super fit? No idea. Maybe it's just rust, or he didn't get a lot of time to warm up. I have no idea. Yeah, probably that, rust. That's probably my take. It's like he he did catch fire, I think, from three, like in the Bucks game, and then yeah, he's been like pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just rust, but I, at least I like that. Like, he, it looks like he's like when he's going into the paint, he's like either finishing or he's getting fouled. Like, no, I don't think anybody's stopping him from like in the paint or anything like that when he's full speed ahead. So I think that's good. Like he's like he's he's getting to where he wants to go. So that's that's a big like that's a big step. And like I think you're we're seeing a kind of like a bigger leap. Like last year he was like mainly in the corner, like taking open threes and like driving patiently. But like he's, he's developing a lot. He's uh, another big leap I think we can see from this year. I agree. He's averaging you know 26 points a game right now. I just want him to get the ball more. I, I, and he's taken over 20 shots a game, which is, I guess, getting the ball plenty. But just in times like last night, and I know we say we're not going to rag on Tatum that much, but that pissed me off. Like, Brown should have gotten the ball there. I think it was clear to everybody. And I think Brown should have gotten the ball a lot of times in the other games, too. And it was just, you know, Tatum's the best guy in the team. So it was the Tatum show. And that's what everyone, you know, has just become accustomed to. But Jalen Brown is just as good as Jason Tatum, in my opinion. And I don't think he deserves more credit than that in terms of getting the ball. And hopefully that happens throughout the season, but I guess that's just the development. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I think it's a learning curve for him. You know, he's he's now the first option on the team, which isn't something he's particularly used to, except for in the playoffs for some reason, and he does excellent when the pressure's on. But, you know, we saw it in these first three games. He wasn't excellent. It's been all right. It's not terrible, but 
he doesn't understand when to be passive, when to be aggressive. Yeah, he's it, like like he's like he's like being he's kind of soft, I think, in the fir- in the in the first quarters, especially. He's not like he doesn't really like to set the tone early. He likes to like kind of like gradually increase his game. You know what I'm saying? Like from like second, third, and fourth. Like second, he was killing everyone. And then, like, the third, he was, like, slow again. And then fourth, like, like by the time he tried to get his rhythm back, he was, like, too late. Until I feel. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, on paper, like, you read Tatum's stats, it looks like he's having a fine season. Same thing with Jalen Brown. It's just the way that Tatum plays just kind of, you know, sits weirdly with me, I guess. I, I don't know how to explain it. I guess you guys explained it pretty well. But um, I'm looking at stats, right, you know, percentages and everything. Uh, Sam, I, I feel like you could say that I'm somewhat of an analytics guy, even though I do like to watch the games. But Peyton Pritchard is shooting 71.4% from three. I think that's something he can keep up throughout the season. No? You, you guys think he can, you know, keep that percentage up? As- yeah, he's a shooter, and he's got confidence. Like, dude, he's pulling from the parking <laughs> lot, and he's making it. Like, he has no hesitation. And I think that's why we're seeing him in the lineup. He has so much confidence in himself, he's able to make an impact. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, he's averaging 7.7 points, you know, one steal, one rebound, but he's shooting 64% from the field and 71% from three. Obviously, he's not going to be able to, you know, shoot 71% from three on the season. But that type of shooting is exactly what the Celtics need at all times. And considering no one else on the team, excuse me, Jeff Teague's shooting, you know, 80% from three. But of all the realistic numbers, Jalen Brown struggling, Grant Williams struggling, Tice struggling. And other than that, Mark Smart's shooting, like, pretty well. But the Celtics have never been an amazing, you know, they haven't had sharp shooters on the team. So having Peyton Pritchard there is really going to help, I think, throughout the court. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he looks really good. I think next thing, like, if he can keep keep the shooting, if he can, like, put him more, like, develop, like, a pick and roll, like, combination with one of the players, mm-hmm. like, maybe Time Lord or something like that. So, like, you got, like, some more chemistry with those other other players. That'd be probably my next thing. Because he's not turning the ball over. I like that a lot. I feel like he's not – and he doesn't look like – he doesn't over-dribble. So, I think, like, that's, like, the benefit of, like, I guess, like, four years. Like, you're, you see, you're more polished coming into the league. I don't know. I've just been really liking what I'm seeing from him. Probably, like, I think, like, not the best player, but he's probably looked the best, like, in terms of consistency. Most surprising. I said, yeah, nice. most of, yeah, most surprising. Something that is nice to see, or to to for the most part, is no one on the Celtics is averaging more than 1.7 turnovers a game, except for Jason Tatum, who's averaging you know 3.3, which isn't great, but it's not the end of the world. So the Celtics have been relatively you know okay keeping the ball in their hands. Let's, let's go back to the Milwaukee game for a second. You know, let's analyze each. Game. Sam, what do you think? I'm not too happy with the Milwaukee game. I think they played solid, but like you said earlier, the reason they won was because of this crazy bank shot. What do you think, or you can group in Brooklyn and Indiana too, what do you think the most consistently, you know, thing to worry about is through these first three cells? Um, It's tough. I'd say defense. And the Celtics have this thing they do that they like to not hold on to leads, and it's frustrating. I mean, just look. They were up 17 against Milwaukee. They gave that lead up. They were up big against Indiana early on. They gave that up, even though it was early. Um, I mean, they just let Brooklyn run run all over them and blow the game open. I mean, they give up runs 
and they're not going on runs themselves anymore. They used to do that. They used to be a good comeback team. They haven't really been a comeback team for the last couple of years, and I don't know what's going on with that. It, it's really strange. I don't know what the mentality is. It seems once they're down, it's very hard for them to get back into games. Yeah, and Chelsea in the chat begging for a third quarter win. That's the most baffling thing to me because I don't understand what happens in the third quarter because the third quarter Celtics are real. They've been real since the playoffs and the regular season last year. It's just like they forget how to play basketball in the third quarter of games, and I don't I don't get it. Like, what happens to where they just stop playing well? Like, it's not even that the bench is in the whole time because usually the third quarter, you know, the starters sit, bench gets a little run, and that happens sometimes. But Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum are usually on the floor at all times, meaning that the offense should at least be running relatively smoothly. But in the third quarter, beginning of the fourth at all times, is just, you know, like everything is dead. I, I don't understand what happens. Do you have any semblance of an Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's like a weird thing. It's like just things they do. Like we talked about yesterday in the pregame show. Um, they play bad teams and they play down to their level. And we saw it yesterday. Indiana's not a terrible team or anything, but they're not on the level of the Celtics, even with Kemba out. They're not. Celtics lost yesterday, fine. Doesn't mean that they're not a better team than these Pacers. They are. And hopefully we'll see it Tuesday. But they came out. They turned the ball over a bunch of times. They let Indiana score easy a bunch of times. They just, I don't know what it is. They just don't bring it. Is it Brad's fault? Maybe. Is it the is it because they're young? Maybe. Who knows? I, I'm starting okay, to think I, that I'll, I'll like what? like kinda have to stir the pot a little. I do think Brad needs to work on his timeouts. Like you can No, you, yeah, you, and you, I agree. Fourteen oh run, like you cannot like you have to call timeout like after eight straight I say like timeout, but like fourteen point and then you're calling a timeout is ridiculous in my opinion. That, and another that, thing, I mean that's that's something he needs to work on. Let, let's like, really stir the pot. I say, and I'm not one to ever say anything like this, he's really going to be under scrutiny by the front office at the end of the season if things really don't go well. If this continues and they, they keep blowing leads and, you know, they they come out lackluster in the third quarter. Well, if you're, or if this is continues for, like, 70 games, yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I don't think this is going to continue for – I'd hope not for, like, the next 70 games. I mean, I hope like, not too, but, like, just look at the yeah, playoffs sure. last this year. Continues, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be like, it's going to be bad. If, you can, if you can go back to the playoffs last season. I mean, let's see. They were up. They should have swept Toronto. They blew a lead in game three. They didn't execute. And then they got blown out in game four. Game six, I think they blew a lead. Game seven, they blew a lead. Miami, they blew leads all over the place. I mean, just look it at it. It was a combination, it, but I felt like death had to do such like another big thing with like, like every time like you went out, when you pull, try to pull like, like Tatum Brown out, like you did, and like you had no for the games you didn't have hit, and like Hayward was like barely playing, like you were just getting smoked, like with like Tyler here on uh, running that offense, and then like you had freaking like Kendrick Nunn, Iguodala, like they had like like that Miami team, like I don't know when their benches matched, when it was a bench versus bench brawl, like they just could not do anything. Okay, but what's the excuse now? I mean, you've got now Kemba is out. But you've got a little bit more added depth. I mean, you have you have Teague now. You've got Pritchard, who has been excellent. Uh, you've got Thompson, who they brought in. So so let's put it like this: they lost Cantor and Wanamaker, and they replaced them with Teague, Pritchard, and Thompson. Okay, so they are more deep than they were last year. 
Kemba is not playing, which is a big hit. But that doesn't mean they should be blowing leads. They've still got players yeah, that are I mean, experienced. The leads, the, the leads, I just say, like, you have to, like, if something doesn't work and, like, you just they run on eight straight points, like, you, that should be, like, a red flag for time. I just think that it's more of the timeouts for me that, like, I thought, like, yeah, the death is fine, like, but I didn't see the death being the issue for the loss yesterday. No. It's my, my main point. The thing is, we got Smartwater in the trap saying at the end of the game during the timeout, he let Tatum control the play. You could see Brad walk away before the timeout was done. He's too soft. He's not coaching with enough intensity. And I forget which one of you said it. It might have been you, Sam, or you Celtics fan. But I think the depth has been playing great this season. That's why it's crazy to me. I don't think the depth has been the issue thus far in the season. I think Pritchard's been solid. You know, Teague struggled the past two games. He was good against uh, Milwaukee. Thompson and Tice have been playing pretty well. Grant Williams and Robert Williams that have been having a decent season. And even Shemi Ojale is playing decently well. So I don't understand. Well, Shemi, Shemi returned back to normal yeah, yesterday. Yesterday he was awful, I thought. No, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to have up and down games. You can't expect Shemi to be, you know, completely consistent all the time. But even he was a positive plus minus, even with his missed shots, which is crazy. So I, I don't think the bench has been the issue this season and maybe it's a lack of scoring which i guess you can blame on the bench a little bit i think the bench has overperformed so far i mean it's been three games but i mean like we just talked about shemmy shemmy has been a pleasant surprise and he was a little off yesterday but i mean he was really good in those first two games Mm -hmm. no yeah he was great in the first two games and he's being more decisive with it which is even more like the fact that the bench is playing so well even makes me even more concerned about Brad Stevens. Like, he, he needs to be more de- decisive, assertive. I don't even know what it is. Like, he can't let Jason Tatum control the plays at all time. And I love Jason Tatum, and I think Jason Tatum's going to be an amazing player. But you have a coach for a... Yeah. I don't know. He just didn't know who to... I think he just didn't know who to feed. He probably should have been like... Okay, Jalen Brown's like tearing everybody apart. Jason Tatum, when he gets the ball, like they throw three defenders at him, or like he's getting the ball knocked out. Like he should have had like I felt like one of the good things like I love when I watched like the like the the Warriors play is whenever Steph or Clay was hot, like they fed them the ball like every play, and I think that's such a like that's something like you can't always go to your best player. I feel like you have to go to like the hot hand at at night, or like I don't know, run a pick and roll with Time Lord or something like that. I don't know. That's how I like feel like when you're coach like good coaching would work in like the NBA. Everyone has, I mean, that's my opinion at least. Yeah. And we got smart forward in the chat asking about why so much ISO. And I don't know, but I feel like that's a lot of just Tatum. Cause I mean, I guess Brown does it too, a little bit more, but when Brown ISOs, he ISOs going to the basket or doing that little mid range, which has been money for him. And when Tatum ISOs, he ends up 10 feet behind the three point line, just fading away trying to replay his Milwaukee miracle shot, which is not exactly ideal in my opinion. And Tatum has been solid, right? Tatum's been good, but I don't like that. He's just taking over these last parts of the games. The ball needs to be moving there. You can't just run. ISO. if anything, because the team's expecting it at this point, right? Like obviously the Pacers knew what was happening there. I mean, when no one moved for the first five seconds of the final eight, they kind of thought, oh, Tatum's probably going to shoot the ball. Like, if anything, you know, rotate the ball back to Tatum for a shot. Don't have him just hold it because then it becomes obvious. Sam, do you think that, you know, what kind of plays should have been run? I don't even know how to frame this question. It's just a matter of it shouldn't have been ISO. 
And what do you think the Celtics should do to get out of this ISO mentality? Is it just moving the ball more? Is it as simple as that? Or I don't know what it is. Is there a play style? But in terms of the play, I, I tweeted and I was frustrated after the game. And I had people replying to me. Shout out to all of them. And one guy said, uh, like, Tatum and Brown in a pick and roll. And I like that as Brown having the ball as a ball handler. I mean, he's been excellent this year. So that would be – or a pick and fade, whatever you want. Um, but I think that might have been the best bet. you got two options for your best two players. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. I, I just think that yeah. would be the best look. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, yeah. And the Pacers didn't even really kill the Celtics at times. Like, I mean, no one – like, Brogdon had 25. Brogdon, I feel like, was the biggest killer. Sabonis only had 19. You know, he shot 8 of 18, didn't shoot that well. Turner didn't even play that well. Warren played solid, but he only had 17. It's not like the Celtics were getting, you know, destroyed. I mean, it was mostly – uh, Brogdon and McDermott that was killing them. McDermott was a torch last night. And what annoyed me even more was McDermott wasn't even just a torch from three. He was able to drive, which shouldn't be able to, shouldn't happen because he's a three-point guy. But I don't know. It was just like the Celtics, obviously they fell apart in that quarter. And I don't know what happened from there. But let's talk about the Brooklyn game for a second because I feel like that game was even more interesting in some ways, in my opinion, because the Celtics had it through a half, right? They were playing well, keeping up with the Nets. And then they did that third quarter thing where they just fell apart. What did you see in that game that you think ended up having them fall apart? Was it just Kevin Durant being a... I think Kevin Durant making seven shots in a row was kind of tough to keep up with. I think they should have adjusted on Durant. Like, they hit two shots on Thompson, but they kept Thompson on him for, like, a long like a longer period of time and then um I think they maybe I don't know then they made like he started driving and then they put smart on him and then or Kyrie got freed up and then Kyrie started cooking and then like yeah I don't know and then the other thing is you have to go to their depth like they absolutely like are like the deepest team in the league I mean they lost Dinwiddie like an hour ago but they like the amount of guys that can like pass dribble shoot create on that team crazy because like Levert was running like pick and roll and like torching the bench um and then yeah Tatum was awful that game I thought um he was not good yeah Tatum's been off all season I think I don't mean like yeah he's been off yeah he's been off since like even the Milwaukee game until he like like started to heat up um but yeah one thing I, I just got to say is, like, man, Kevin Durant is back, bro. I mean, I know they lost yesterday, but, like, man, he looks so good out Dude, there. Like, he's it's crazy. Good. He's so good. And I I hate – It's like, actually good. I think it's – wait, one more thing I want to – I think it's a good thing that Kevin Durant – if you look at Kevin Durant's health, like, that bring, that makes me hopeful that Kemba, when he returns, will be 100%. If Durant was able to return looking like that, like, the time that Kemba has, like, he should be able to – I mean, yeah, obviously different injuries, but it's nice to think that, you know, the Celtics should be fine uh, with Kemba coming back. But uh, I said this before the season started. I was excited to watch Kevin Durant. He's he's just – he's a freak of nature, right? This guy is seven feet tall. I watched him, obviously, against the Celtics. I watched him against the Hornets the other night, and then I watched him during uh, the Warriors game. I don't – I'm going to look up what he's shooting right now, but this dude just doesn't – miss like it's it's I I don't get it because right like how are you that tall shooting that well from every spot on the floor and it's just something else that's interesting Steve Nash has yet to play Kyrie and KD without each other 
So whenever KD's on the floor, Kyrie's also on the floor and vice versa. They've never played off the, like just one of them on the floor, which is interesting, but I mean, it's working because they did lose to the Hornets, which was not uh, amazing, but. No, yeah, Kevin Durant is, is definitely back. What do you think about that Nets game? Or, you know, you can talk about Kevin Durant, Sam. But Yeah, I mean, Katie lit him up. That, that's really why they lost. They played pretty well in the first half. They did a good job of playing good defense. Uh, Thompson, I mean, Katie lit him up in the third quarter. But he was solid. He was actually kind of impressive that he was able to stick with him, even when he was burying shots all over him. I mean, that's that's kind of found money that he can guard a perimeter guy somewhat like Durant. Durant's a different breed, but I don't know. I, I That's just a tough game for me. I don't really know how much of that is Brooklyn being good or the Celtics being, you know, not good. They were good in the, against him in the first half, dude. They, like, held Durant, like, he was, like, what, like, two for seven, and then he just, like, said, oh, yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> and then exactly. The third quarter, yeah. yeah, and then third quarter, and then he was, like, <laughs> like, I thought they were like the first half. I was like, "Oh shit, yo, we got this!" Like this isn't like this is, and yeah. Then yeah. Kevin, you said, "Remember, did Kevin Durant shit, which was annoying." But there's nothing you could do. But something I did notice to talk about the Nets very briefly: uh, their game against the Hornets, which they ended up losing. Durant and Kyrie played very well, and the reason they lost was because the bench played like shit. I remember one time the bench was shooting like seven for 29 and KD and Kyrie were shooting 11 for 14. So those two, if the bench is off, then I think the Nets will end up crumbling a little bit because Steve Nash hasn't shown any desire to play either of them separately. Kevin Durant is out for their game. I think they play tonight or maybe tomorrow, but Kevin Durant's out for the next game. So that's going to be interesting to see how Kyrie does. He's averaging 30 points on the season, which is, you know, painful for Celtics fans. But I think the Nets are a very good team. I think the Bucks are a very good team. I think the Pacers are a solid enough team. The Celtics haven't really had any, you know, gimme games yet, unfortunately. Uh, yesterday should have been a gimme game. I, I don't think it should have been a gimme game. The Pacers I do. All right. Well, the Pacers are a playoff team, right? They haven't played any – they haven't played the Cavs, the Knicks, or the Bulls or anything like that yet. What are you but, talking about? Oh, you mean the Celtics? The Celtics, the Celtics. I thought you were talking about the Pacers. I was like, what do you mean? They played two of those teams. No, no, no. I'm talking Celtics. Celtics haven't played any gimme teams, in my opinion. You can debate if you think the Pacers were. They should have won. I mean, they, they, should, they should have swept this two-game thing. And we can't make excuses. They should have They should have won yesterday. They should win Tuesday. I mean, they've got to be better. Simple as that. I mean, they do have plenty of time. Kemba's hurt, but... I mean, these guys, Tatum and Brown, need to be winners, okay? They they can't be – I mean, how much yeah, of it is on them? It's, such, yeah. it's just such a weird situation. I'm saying a lot of nothing, but, like, I mean, are, are they the issue? Do they need to be better? Do the guys around them need to step up? Do they need to make roster changes? I mean, we're three games into the series here, the series season. I mean, are we overreacting? Probably. I mean, there are stretches where you you play three tough games in a row, you lose two. It is what it is, but I don't know. It's it's just not not what we were looking for. It's more on like coaching and like adjustment adjustments. Like, in my opinion, that slowed them down. Like, I feel like Brad is like with like the the heavy Tatum isolation and the 
in crunch time. It's like, I don't know. I think he just kind of just like wants him to be like, re- he's not at like Kevin Durant tier player yet, but like, or like Kawhi Leonard, like he wants it. Like the goal for as fans is us. We want him to be there. But like, I think he just does it because like he believes that like, he's like, he can be, or like he already is or something like that. And like, he is the best player. So I think that's the reason, but like, obviously he's not there yet. And which is why you have to like start like moving the ball more and get other guys involved or like, get some kind of like motion in the offense instead of relying heavily on isolation. And I, I have more like coaching and adjustment. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't even been too upset with Brad's rotation so far. Cause I think the bench has been playing well. I'm more upset with the play calls and how he kind of lets more or less lets the players decide what happens. Like, yeah, I remember like, Earlier, Brad's if Brad Stevens, if you remember, like he was always like you know screaming on the sidelines, you know calling this shit like oh go do this, go do this. Even with like the Isaiah Thomas era, like obviously Isaiah Thomas ran the world, right? But there was some semblance of flow. It just seems like the playoffs last year into right now, it's like like Smartwater said in the comments earlier, just so much ISO ball, not enough ball movement, too much of you know okay, Jason Tatum gets the ball at the end of the game, that's how it's gonna be, right? I just don't know what the key to getting back to that ball movement style of basketball is because I feel like that's how the Celtics play best. And that's, I think when you see that ball movement, that's when the Celtics start to win games. And I don't know why they've strayed away. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know if it's the personnel. Is it, is it Brad? Is it the, like, I don't know what the problem is and it's pissing me off. Like, is it, is it Tatum's fault? No, I don't think it's his fault individually. I think everybody's guilty of it a little bit. I just think he's going to get a bad rap for it because, you know, he took that shot yesterday. But one thing, you know, we should give him a little bit of credit here. I mean, you got to have the balls to take the shot. And, you know, that's part of a winning mentality is to want to be able to be that guy to take the shot. So sometimes yeah, you're not going like, to make it. Yeah, And I don't think anybody's like, mad that he didn't make it. I think they're just mad with the shot that he settled for. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with the three if he wants to take shots to like that to win game. It's just that you can't take it like that, like that far out. Like you should have, like, I don't know, maybe dribbled a bit closer and then went to the side of the tape. Like the Giannis shot was like a lot closer than if you looked at the other one. And like, I don't know, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying like you should take the shot every time, but like I feel like if you want him to be uh, like in the in that upper at top five players, you need to have him take take those shots like and miss and make or miss just to get his confidence to see what his comfort level is in those situations. Right. And and maybe, I mean, I can't see why Jalen Brown wouldn't be comfortable taking those shots, but maybe that's a part of it. You know, Jason Tatum's kind of used to that at this point, even though he is only 22. So uh, maybe it's just, you know, a comfort thing. Jason Tatum is more used to taking the shots, so he should be the one to take the shots. But how is Jalen Brown going to get used to those situations without being thrown into the deep end? Yeah, no, I think Brown's engagement, I think, in crunch time needs to be higher. That's that for sure. Like, it can't be, like, for, like, the last, final two minutes, you run your offense through JT. You got to get JB some touches here and there. Maybe, like, have a, I don't know, because he, he can get to, like, he's strong and he can get to spots. He can now dribble the ball a lot more effectively. So he can definitely, he definitely needs to be um, way more involved, I think. That, that's a, a a point of emphasis. And JB's been great handling the ball so far, I think. You know, he does that little drive into the mid-range, take a shot. 
drive and kick even. I think both the Jays have improved their passing ability. I think that's very clear to start the year this thus far. So I just think he needs to have more trust, which I don't understand why he doesn't have so far. I just think while Robert Williams, I mean, not Robert Williams, why Jason Tatum should still be trusted this much. I don't think it's a, a trust thing that you need to take the ball out of his hands. I think it's just a matter of, you know, playing smart basketball. But, um, yeah, anyways, so Celtics are 1-2 and two to start the year. They play Indiana again, right? They play them tomorrow. Yep. What's the tomorrow biggest night. thing you're looking for in that game to change? Obviously, They're going to limit their turnovers. That was the game changer. They shot well. I mean, yeah, we can shit on the offense all we want, but they shot solid percentages. It's They, they can't be turning the ball over. I, I don't know what the fucking problem is here. I'm sick of – Seeing, I mean, that's how they lost. They turned it over, and Indiana would get out in transition to easy buckets. We talked about it in the pregame yesterday. Indiana's top towards the top of the league in fast break points. They let them get on the fast break. I mean, those are easy baskets they're allowing them to get, and it's a difference maker when you're trying to win a close game. Yeah, no, I mean, it killed them. And I, I don't know, like, obviously the Pacers are, a, a, like, decent enough defensive team but they, it shouldn't be anything like to that level I don't think any team should be able to kill the Celtics on turnovers to that level so it's just a matter of I think cleaning things up obviously something I'm going to be looking for is more ball movement uh, especially in the last quarter or so like obviously a third quarter Celtics painful so very painful hopefully I, I don't even know where to begin though like I couldn't tell you what the key is to fixing that third quarter like is it just as simple as ball movement and playing the same? I, like, I, I can't even begin to tell you what's wrong because I don't know what happens, right? They just kind of fall. Yeah, it's, it's super. I'm so sick of watching them blow games, man. Uh, this dude in the chat's a Pacers fan. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, got out coached. I mean, that's a Nick Nurse assistant. He's actually like uh, one of yeah, like the more horses. really like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I think it was that. Do you think the Celtics did get out coached? What, what do you guys think about that, Steve? I don't know if they got out coached. They got out played. They got out. I mean, dude, they turned the ball over way too much. You turn the ball over, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like they went like the. It wasn't like they faced something and they, like, they. Yeah. They it it wasn't like the playoffs when they were playing that friggin' zone and they were just getting penetrated by it. I mean, geez, they were getting knocked around by that zone. Yeah. It, it was a killer. I mean, the Celtics got killed. It is what it is. I They just got to clean it up tomorrow, and hopefully it'll change the result. It, it's the third quarter Celtics, man. They were playing solid basketball into the half. I was hyped. I thought they were playing solid. And then third quarter hit, and they decided to just go brain dead and stop playing the way they've been playing and the way that wins games. And I don't know what happens. I don't know what switch flips off in their head in the third quarter. It, it, it's mind-boggling, right? Because it's been happening since last season in the playoffs with Kemba, right? This was happening. With Hayward, this was happening. So you can't say it's the loss of those two guys. It's it, The one constant thing is Brad Stevens. No? Like, what other constant thing is there? And I'm not sitting here, you know, fully blaming Brad for the play. But... What else is there to blame? I think another big situation was like the Tatum. I'm not saying this is a thing that caused the whole heavy isolation and like, but the heavy isolation I think came from the Tatum hot streak when he was like 
he was just dropping 30 on Pete and like 30 and 40 on people's heads every day on like ridiculous efficiency. And then defense has caught up to it. And then now they throw different bodies to get him off his rhythm. And then, well, I, I think he was getting to the basket when he was really playing out of his mind back in like February. He was getting to the basket. Go back and watch the highlights from the Lakers game when they were in Staples. He was driving to the basket. He's not doing that. And when he oh, is, he's thing. getting, he's losing the ball. Oh, Sam, one more thing. Why yeah. did they start? Like, why was a tight seal like called like a foul like three times? I don't in, know. Like, that pissed in me the off. Nets game. You're that that was right. dumb. I don't, I don't know why that's all of a sudden an issue because he, he's been doing that forever. And now all of a sudden it's a foul. Got called against Thompson too. I don't know what's going on. And so I forget where I saw it, but I'm pretty sure maybe it was the Lakers. The Lakers ran the play with Marcus Gasol doing the seal for LeBron and nothing got called. So it, it's like an inconsistency in the refereeing, which is even more frustrating because I don't know. But yeah, no, I, that definitely shouldn't have been called. The Thompson one, I think, was more of a foul because Thompson kind of reached around and dragged uh, whoever it was, maybe DeAndre Jordan. But Tice didn't do anything wrong. So I don't know why that was called a foul. Other than that, I'm trying to think of other things I wanted to bring up on the show, talk about. Obviously, we've had plenty with the Celtics playing very, you know, uh, I would argue not great basketball the first three games. I think they, I don't want to say they got lucky against the Bucs, but they got a little bit lucky against the Bucs. Um, Brooklyn was a mess. Indiana was a mess. Is there anything else you guys can think of uh, that you want to bring up? Um, see, we talked about the turnovers. We talked about uh, Tatum being courageous enough to take the last shot. What else did I want to talk about? I was so frustrated. Uh, I, I was pissed when McDermott was getting to the basket super easy yesterday. That really pissed me off. Mm-hmm. He ended the game in a net negative. Uh, negative it doesn't nine. matter. No, I, mean, I know, but he was he's a, a three point guy, right? He, that's like if Duncan Robinson got a bunch of layups on you. That's like it's not what you should be letting happen. So I don't know what that was about. Uh, do you think it's interior defense? Is that the problem at that point? Because something that's weird. Tice only played fifteen minutes, right? Robert Williams got a majority of the minutes, and he was playing solid. But at what point do you have to bring in the veteran guys? Thompson and Tice said, "Man, that." Um, I mean, they were getting sealed, though. Yeah. On on those drives. Still, I don't know. Haley Robert Thompson Williams. Minutes restriction? Is Thompson? Or, I don't, think anybody's I don't know if he is now. He was at the start of the year. I don't know if that's still happening. He played 22. But that's definitely concerning. I feel like Thompson should have been in at the end of the game there. I uh, Like, Robert Williams was obviously having a great game. He got that clutch deal. He's making solid plays. But I, I just feel like I'd rather have Thompson in at the end of games. And he's really showed, to me at least, in these first few games that he can be the starting center that I trust to, you know, man the big moments and guard the the better big men in the league. And I think that's going to be huge for the Celtics on the stretch, like, of the season. I just thought he should have played more minutes last night. Um, The minutes were pretty evenly distributed against the Pacers, right? So you got Grant, Rob, Jeff, and Pritch off the bench playing 23, 22, 22, and 23. Shemi played 12. You have your big three playing all in the 30s. Tyson Thompson playing 15 and 22. Like, I feel like these are very standard minutes, and I like the rotation. Is there anything you guys would change about, you know, the minutes of the rotation the Celtics have been running? Um, Rotations? Let's see. 
I like the double bigs to start yesterday because uh, you've got Sabonis and Turner. I, I've and I think the double bigs haven't been terrible, even though I think that lineup is net negative, but it is what it is. Um, let me see. You've got. I mean, I, I feel like I would love to see a little bit more of Neesmith. Just give him a shake. But they know. I, I have a lot of confidence in rotations because I think they know what they want to do with their players, and I don't have a big issue with anybody that. I don't think anybody's been getting too many too many minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I got you. I, I don't have too much of a problem with rotations. The one thing I will say, I think I'd rather see – it's tough. Because I was going to say I'd rather see more wings, but the Celtics don't really have more wings. Because if you think about it, Thompson, Tice, Grant, and Robert Williams, I would argue are all you know, best at the center position. You can argue Grant Williams is a power forward, but I think he's a better player at the small ball center. And so you're running four centers plus Shemi Ojale, right? Who's arguably a small forward power forward, but he plays more like a power forward. So you're running two wings for the entire rotation. That's Brown and Tatum. So I've said this, the lack of wind depth. Neesmith needs to get playing time. And I think that's a thing. And I think whether or not he's ready or not is besides the point because the Celtics aren't playing. They, I'm looking at their their box score against Indiana. There are zero Celtics that got playing time that are listed as a small forward, right? Tatum and Brown, I would argue, can both play small forward easily. But no Celtics are listed as small forwards that got the rotation. And while that's not, I guess, a complete issue, I feel like you need to play some wings, right? You can't just rely on guards and big men to run. Yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like we're all overreacting. Te- teams do play bad games. No, um, just let it out, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, I no, I, I mean, they do. The Celtics played a bad game yesterday, and they turned it over. I don't think they're going to come out and do the same thing twice in a row against the same team. I think they're going to adjust. And it's interesting, the Pacers guy in the chat said they got out coached. We'll see Tuesday if they get out coached. Because if they come out and they play worse, or they come out and like they still the same problems, then they're getting out coached. And, but I, uh, yeah, Tyler also in the chat, the Pacers fan. Uh, he says, why Pritchard? I get Kemba's out, but I felt like Brown wasn't in the game that much. Brown played 34 minutes. I mean, he played the second most minutes in the team behind Tatum. He didn't get touches, um, I think, is what he said. Yeah, he didn't. He ended up only getting 13 shots up. Pritchard, I mean, I don't know what you're questioning about Pritchard exactly. Pritchard shot five for five, three for three from deep. I have no complaints about how Pritchard played. I thought he played amazing. I thought he's been amazing. I think he needs a bit more minutes. Or not yeah, more I, minutes, but like, I think, he, I think he, you can definitely see it amp up more. Like, um, He's like he looks super comfortable out there. Like I, I've never seen like in like in a C's rookie like come in first and like just like not make any like make any mistakes like make the right passes, no turnovers, perfect for force. out of bounds in the corner. What the fuck is that? <laughs> he needs to stay yeah. in bounds. But that uh, all right? That, that yeah, I don't know what that was. But like, no, yeah, that, that, I mean that, from a floor general perspective, he wasn't yeah. bad. Like Wanamaker can't even get the ball past half court if it's press on him. Yeah, in terms of just their bench guys, I know Sam mentioned this. Um, Teague's obviously better than Wanamaker. I would argue Pritchard could be even better than Wanamaker. Yeah, we were point. talking about that with Tim yesterday in our little Twitter chat with the Bannertown people. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, I think so. I mean, dude, look at him. He's so confident out there. He, he has a better handle of the ball. He looks like he's getting to his spots um, very well. I, I don't know. I, I think Pritchard's really good, man. I don't think he – maybe he's not going to be a star, but he's ready. You know, the four-year uh, – four years spent in college helps him out, man. Look, look how 
he's he's so confident and such a it's such a game changer for the Celtics to have him off the bench. No, yeah, I agree. And then even in terms of losing Ennis Cantor, right? You brought in Thompson to replace those minutes, and I think that's an upgrade in itself. The only problem at this point is obviously losing Hayward. I think that hurts, but there's nothing you can do about it. And then once Kemba comes back, I feel like this team's going to be back to rolling if Kemba is back to normal. I think that's going to be huge because then that brings a third 20-point-per-game scorer onto the team, which is, I think, scoring. Yeah. is Kemba's a pimp, and people forget that. Yeah. I think just the extra option at the very least of that scoring option is dynamic because right now teams can just, you know, focus on Tatum and Brown. Obviously, Pritchard can punish them at times. T can punish them at times. But there's no realistic, reliable, you know, bucket getter on the team. And I, that's obviously Kemba. He's an all-star. He's an all-star starter last year. It, it's just a matter of him coming back and being healthy again. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I mentioned, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up before you start to wrap up the show? No, I'm just about good. I think we touched on it all. Celtics fan, yeah. anything you can think of? Nah, bro. Um, just hoping that nothing carries over, like, and, like, we just see, like, good, like, not, like, if they can just play for, like, a full game, like, a full game end-to-end, like, um, limit your turnovers. It's, everything is, like, set, it's, like, everything is, like, self, like, inflicted, in my opinion. It's not, like, um, they're, like, it's not, like, they, I felt like they've been outmatched other than the Durant, Durant, but, and Kyrie, but, um, yeah, and, like, the Brooklyn bench, but, like, they've, they've just been, like, it's so many self-inflicted mistakes. Uh, no, yeah. and I, they should be fine hopefully I agree outside of the Durant you know torching I think it's been a lot of the Celtics killing themselves and if the Celtics can play well in the third quarter I think they're a championship <laughs> I just don't know what that third quarter is about it just it baffles me but uh yeah thank you Celtics fan for joining us and you know hopping in the conversation today appreciate it uh you guys can follow us at Bannertown USA I'm Jack Simone NBA on Twitter uh we're here live on the locker map on Mondays doing our from the rafter show Wednesdays we do within heckling distance. Fridays we have our guys Liam and Danny doing what are the odds here on Locker Room. And uh, yeah, we're doing recaps, previews, and player of the games for you over at BannertownUSA.com. So go check that out. And I'll throw it over to Sam to wrap us out. Yeah, thank thank you for everyone to listening, even Tyler the Pacers fan to rub in the salt a little bit. Um, you know, tough game yesterday, new game tomorrow. Uh, that's our show for today. Bye.